Thank you, Jesus, Son of the living God. We thank you for this time, this radio uh, broadcast, Lord God, for covering it with your blood. The spiritual battle, Lord, that rages in the heavenlies, the prince of the power of the air. We bind and take authority over him and all that he is doing. So many things that he does that we don't realize that he's doing. Interfering with grounding out, snatching, sending um, static into our understandings, into our neurological systems, into our radio shows. Father, we bind the devil. You said, whatever you bind is bound. We bind the prince of the power of the air now in the name of Jesus Christ. And learn how to do this, people, binding and loosing, because Jesus Christ said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for your word, your promise, your authority that you have given us, Lord, and we use that now to declare your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, in and through us, even as it's being done and declared in heaven. We thank you, Jesus. You are our salvation. Your righteousness, your blood is our righteousness. We thank you for delivering us from the pit and the power of Satan. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to come into eternal life for whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, it's not an option God forces us to take, but it's an option you've given us freely. So we thank you for salvation. We thank you, Lord, for also giving us now wisdom and eyes to see, ears to hear. Shed off, drop off, remove, delete all the uh, operating systems of hell that have been set up in our minds, the body of death operating software, as Paul calls it, the body of death. And give us a new mind, the mind of Christ, to see things how you see them. To remove the filters and the lenses through which we perceive everything, which have basically been put in front of our eyes by the devil. And take off the religious glasses, Lord. Cause us to see today what you need to see. Uh, cause us to see with purity, with clarity, with humility, uh, with rejoicing, Father God. And we thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper because you said so. No word said, no deed done, no action taken, no attack, no assault, no accusation, no um, thing, anything, nothing that the enemy has set up in our path. Will defeat us because you have already won, and so we thank you for divine protection of, over our families, over our health and safety, and traveling and vehicles and finances, over those who work for us and pray for us, those who love us and those who are listening today. God, bring truth and revelation, ignite your people with the glory of God for the joy that is set before us, Father God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about the reality of seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And actually, you know, it's in the Word of God. It's very clear. Jesus said it in Matthew, and I think you're going to read it in a second here. But the thing is, it, all these are just words. Words, words, words that we read, that we hear, preach to us. But when you start to run into the reality of these doctrines of demons that are deceiving people, imitating God, faking out the Holy Spirit, doing all kinds of things that cause more confusion in the people. Then we go back to what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and verse 4, he said in the latter part of that verse, he said, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. I am the anointed one and will deceive many. So the disciples are asking Jesus about what are some of the signs of the last days, the end times, Jesus told about the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. 
And he he said, well, when when and what and how is this going to work out? And the first thing he says is, take heed that nobody deceives you. Be careful. He says uh, in verse 24 of Matthew 24, for false Christs and false prophets shall arise and show great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So those that false Christ, false anointed ones, Mm -hmm. false prophets, those that supposedly are speaking uh, speaking the word of God, speaking for God. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be miracles and signs and wonders. And people are going to go, ooh, ah, you know, like at a fireworks show. And look at what this man did. This is a true man of God, prophet of God. Well, the problem is that the things of God and the things of Satan look very, very close because Satan is a, cl- a counterfeiter. He makes the lookalikes. Everything that God, for God has, Satan has that counterfeit. And he has even exploited the things of God, the word of God, the scripture. He's exploited it. He's distorted it. He's perverted it. He's caused it to bring forth uh, ungodly doctrines that people believe are godly. He has um, used words, twisted and flipped words, like, for example, the words love and, and justice or judge. You know, Satan has used those words now to promote his diabolical arguments. You don't love me and you're judging me when in fact he's misusing the words. He's taking words from the kingdom of God and and exploiting them and using them for his own sacred, for his own glory. So the sacred things of God, the truth, the love of the truth, his word, the scripture are all being exploited these days and radically twisted perverted by the enemy to sound like truth, to sound, to look like God. You know, he, he can even do the signs and wonders calling fire down from heaven, it says, and in, in, in Paul is talking about in uh, Thessalonians. Yeah, another thing, too, is that there is a, a, a severe lack of discernment. Yeah. In, 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 I'm talking about not just people outside of Christ, but I'm talking about people who are believers. Mm-hmm. There's such a... Vo- a, vo- a vacuum, a gullibility. A gullibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, they come along and they're they're famous. They're on TV. Right. They have. Uh, right. They're they're on the internet. They're on YouTube, and, and that, we get all enamored with yeah. these people, with the outward um, expressions the, that seem to be like God. It's got to be God. Oh, they have a word that seems to be so accurate. They well, even have like a supposedly like a words of knowledge that seem to be so appropriate and accurate that you cannot resist it but the Mm -hmm. thing is satan can do that too for you know he can pull out words of knowledge and psychic powers he can call down fires as the word of god says he's going to do in the last days and so but the thing is what are we hungry for we we are hungry are we hungry for a show or are we hungry for the lord god to come forward and galatians you know this isn't a new problem actually in galatians paul is is already distressed by saying to the to the Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has switched out the gospel? The first God, the gospel I preached to you was Jesus Christ crucified, and now you know you're going back to the law and to the works. And I think this is kind of a same thing we have today. Who's bewitching us? Who's bringing us into this? You ask the question, how does this happen? Well, wh- how it happens is exactly what Paul says. When you go back to the gospel of good works, which Jesus does not promote. Um, it's, it's, it, good works come out of our abiding in the, in, it's good fruit. It's fruit that's, that's, that's good and holy righteousness, peace, joy that comes out of abiding. But Satan wants to, you know, substitute good works and what it looks like for what to deceive us. So he says in Galatians, who has bewitched you and who, 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 you know, what is this? The gospel I taught you. This is not the gospel I taught you. The gospel of works is here. He says, I'll read it to you. Five, uh, three, I'm sorry. He says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? 
that you should not uh, obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. He said, you saw him, you, you were there at the crucifixion. You saw it, what's happening. I want to know, uh, you who received this, the, did you receive the spirit of God, the works, uh, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? This, the, are you doing miracles by the power of the spirit of God or by the flesh? So he's saying the power of God, the true power of God has to originate with God in the spirit of God, not through works of the flesh or religious strivings or all kinds of, you know, man-made doctrines, which become actually doctrines of demons. Anything that is not of the Holy Spirit and, and the true gospel is the doctrine of demons. What we have today, for the most part, is a different gospel, like he said. in mm-hmm. He says, it's not a different gospel. He says, but there's only one gospel. Right. And he says, uh, he says they turned away from Jesus in Galatians 1, 4, uh, it, it, who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. He says, which is not another. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of which gospel you're going to choose. No, he says, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert or distort or twist the gospel of Christ. And then he gets very serious about this. This is, this is a very serious crime. But even if we or an angel from heaven, now people, a lot of people are talking about angels, that you got to listen to angels and follow angels these days. Preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you. Let him be accursed. As we have said before, and just in case they didn't get that, he repeats this. He said, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone, whoever they are, whoever, however, if they're on YouTube or if they're on the Internet, if they're on, um, you know, famous, they write books, they have videos, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. We say, oh, that's not very loving. That's mm-hmm. not very tolerant. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't be uh, tolerant for, f- for lies. Yeah, exactly, and it, it, the, because it's deadly. And in, he's warning again in um, 1 Timothy chapter 4. He says, now the Spirit, capital S, expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Going back to what Jesus said in Matthew 24, he said, if it were possible, even the very elect, uh, he says, for the false prophets, false Christ have come up into the world, and if possible, deceive even the very elect. So we're at that point in time right now where even the elect are being deceived. And Daniel mentions that too. He says that some of the elect, some of the uh, would be deceived and and be sucked up into the lie for, you know, for purposes of uh, purification. But going back to, he says, perilous times will come. There will be uh, expressly, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, which we are in, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. How many people have departed from the faith because they've been hooked up into a false cultish uh, religion, uh, not the true gospel, and he says they will speak lies and hypocrisy. What do we have? What is the main power element in our environment today? It's hypocrisy. Everybody gets to do what they want to do. They don't get judged, but they have to judge everybody else for the tiniest little thing um, that's not doing it their way. So we have this hypocrisy, having their own consciences seared with a hot iron. That means you don't even have the ability, the radar to perceive anymore uh, what's right and wrong for you know here's two things he mentions that's going to happen they have seared consciences well what does that mean that means that you you you're, what is a, a seared conscience 
it's deranged thinking. It's um, wokeism, if you want to. It's 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 not uh, motivated by love. It's motivated by lust or by ga- greedy gain. Um, they're um, these people are unmoved. They're hard. They're um, they're not moved by the desperation or the or the or the injustices that are suffered by other people. They're heartless and cold and indifferent. So here's two things he says are going to happen in the last days. They're going to forbid to marry. So we've changed and redefined marriage that we know. That's one of the signs of the end. And um, abstain from foods that God created. So now we have all the vegan, vegetarian. And, you know, it's fine. If you want to eat vegetables, that's fine. God is not going to send you to hell. And he's not going to. It says actually, Paul says, well, they're just weak and don't discuss it with them. Don't make a big issue out of it. But it's a big problem when we and our foods are being contaminated and our foods are being exploited and everything, the air we breathe, everything that we use or need to be nourished and, and, and supplied in our lives is already being corrupted and imitated and perverted by the devil. People are hungry. They're hungry for healing. They're hungry for hope. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not, I mean, people are just at the point right now Marjorie, where mm-hmm. they're just so desperate, desperate for some answers. And so some people, some guy comes along and says, oh, or a woman comes along and says, you know, hey, there's this great one. There's this meeting here. There's this meeting there. Mm-hmm. And they're very anointed and you better come and get your healing and all that sort of thing. And so people come. Hungry. Uh, hungry, mm-hmm. vulnerable, desperate. desperate. And they get some false prophet. Mm-hmm. Some sorcerer actually coming in the name of Jesus. Many will come in my name, mm-hmm. saying I am Christ, and will what deceive, deceive many. many. It's a, it's an epidemic right now because because people have not discerned. And part of the reason, going back to people have not discerned, um, because they have not been in a church or a, in a position where they have been taught the true gospel of Jesus Christ correctly. And so Paul says in Romans chapter 11, he says, um, you know, did you receive this by grace or by works? He says, is is this gospel been, you know, is it grace or is it works? And that's the same thing he says in Galatians. So if you're going to go with works, then you're going to also go with the, the, the spirit of stupor that comes upon people who reject the grace of God, the goodness of God, the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so that spirit of stupor that God has given them, you say, well, why did God put that spirit of stupor on? It seems like he's working for the devil. No, he's not working for the devil. He's playing by the rules. The rule is whom we yield ourselves, servant to obey, this slave we become. When we choose to walk in deception, disobedience, and and the, the dis, and, and you know allow the enemy to uh, re- institute or re uh, yeah i guess what the word is institute into the gospel of jesus christ reorder bring back in the law and the regimentation of legalism and religion and law and perfection and performance that's already been remixed in with the gospel of grace it becomes a stumbling block and an open opportunity for the devil to say look look god they're listening to me, I get to put a spirit of stupor on them. God says, yeah, you're right. They they have rejected my word and they have rejected. So God plays by the rules. So when the spirit of stupor comes on us, we have eyes that don't see anymore. We have ears that don't hear. They don't pick up the the, the, the subtle uh, differences between truth and divination. Um, and they, they have backs that are bowed down. They get, hum- they get uh, afflicted, anxious, depressed. And all these things come because we refuse the love of the truth, the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul warned, too, about there are people, false teachers, that turn the grace of God into lasciviousness or licentiousness. 
So we have the flip side of that. There's the there's the legalistic, you got to do this, do this, do this. The other part is that no matter what you do, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus understands, and so you can just live however you want and just have kind of like a, a mental ascent casual, to Jesus. Casual relationship. And, then, and just live your life. Nominal. You know, live your double life, live your <clears throat> um, perverted life, and, and it's going to be okay. So we have we have two edges of that. And then kind of in the middle, there's a muddle. Mm-hmm. There's a muddle in the middle and mm-hmm. mixtures mixtures of, of the, the the true gospel of Christ. And the thing is too, let's let's do this. Just, you know, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read the book of Acts. Read um how, how Jesus operated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In the and then and then take a look at the church you're part of these days. Yeah. It is does your church fit that or we get into such a, an entertainment. We're, well, we're, not we're even, coming for entertainment. We're, we're, we're coming not for even, programming. We're, we're immune. We're not familiar with the truth anymore. So we're not alarmed by the lie. And so you know, we've been so submersed in the, the familiar spirits that have corrupted the gospel of Jesus Christ and made it all about me or all about how it looks or how I feel rather than what God says. And so we are not, we don't have any alarms going off. And we say, whoa, but Jesus said this, you know, alarms are not. By their fruits you shall know them. So if out of your church is not coming the, the, the truth, the, the freedoms, salvation, deliverances, healings, people growing, uh, seeking God, even be willing to lay down their lives for God, that, that's not the fruit of the true gospel. And so we, you know, you might need to just walk away from that for a while. You might need to say, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore and I need to, I'll just take a break. Go to your house, sit Go in your, your chair. Bible. Go to your Bible. as was my <laughs> next point. Sit in your chair and read your Bible until you know what God wants you to know and and be refreshed. The, the word will wash away those lies and, and get us back into the truth. We have to be, it's almost like your frequencies have all been screwed up and you got to get back in connection, get grounded again in the word of God. And this is a, a daily thing because the, the enemy is out there doing everything he can to screw up every vibration, frequency, every thought, every concept with lies, hypocrisy, and excuses. Um, so in, in Timothy, Second Timothy chapter um, 3, it says, but know this, know this, don't think this, don't think, know this, that in the last days, again, we're in the last days, perilous times will come, very scary, treacherous, and dangerous, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, you know, all of this is, is the description of someone who has a seared conscience, of someone who hasn't seen the love of God and doesn't know the true liberation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Men will be lovers of themselves. It's all about me. Lovers of money, greed, covetousness, bribery, you know, boasting, uh, proud, arrogant, blasphemous, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, unloving. And these are all the, the earmarks or the characteristics of someone who has, has been, you know, I don't know, uh, redefined duped by the world by the devil yeah mm-hmm. by his systems and so we're in those days and and always he says always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth this is one of the signs of the end times and that was the tree of knowledge all they want they want to know know everything know this know that always learning and never really settling down to to re- to, to realize to know the truth well we're in the uh 
information age to the max. Mm -hmm. Daniel said, in the last days, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. So we've got, we've got more information. Mm -hmm. There's information. We're, we're buried with information. That's right. And, And, but yet where's the truth? You know, information and knowledge Mm-hmm. does not mean that we know the truth. Right, and it says here as we continue on, verse 5, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such turn away. Now this is interesting because some people are seeking power. They're seeking signs and wonders and heal- healings and miracles. They're looking for the fire to be called on from heaven. They're looking for that prophet, that leader, that person that can do that. And and yet, he says, um, and then on the other side, we've got people who have a form of godliness and don't want anything to do with signs and wonders there you know, like you said there's the the two extremes so we have god has given jesus is the way jesus is the way there's he's the only way through all this mess to walk in the power of his truth is the simplicity of the gospel the grace and good news of the gospel to love one another forgive one another and recognize that the devil is cunning and his wiles are incredible we have no we're no match for the devil he he presents issues within us in our minds, in our hearts, to distort uh, and, the mis- and misperceive what we're thinking, what, what we believe we're thinking, what we're seeing, how we interpret what we're, what we're doing. He deceives us by getting us to believe that, what I, that I am what I do, what I think, what I say. And then he also deceives us into believing lies about other people, lies about God. And we don't we'll realize we're being lied to because we, the only standard that you can, you can judge what you're going through are believing is the word of God and it has to be rightly divided. And of course the word of God has been exploited by Satan too. I mean, he's, you can preach every doctrine out of that Bible you want. And there's only one that's true. And that is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He is our righteousness and it's by his stripes. We are healed. And so there is the truth. There is true healing. There are gifts of healing. There are gifts of deliverance. There are gifts that manifest, you know, in the book of Acts they were, you know, healing the sick, raising the dead, you know, blind eyes were seeing. There is the genuine, but then there's also the deceiver who can concoct and make look like uh, a lot of things that are not true, but look to be true. I mean, what it really is, how the devil works with that is he's, he's got demons that are holding people, making them sick. And he's got, you know, he's got, he, so he can move his demons around like on a chessboard. So he says to this one, okay, you go now. They're going to look like they're healed. We're going to give them, but we'll give them, you know, we'll take away the cancer, but we're going to give them, you know, uh, you know, a car accident or whatever. We, we swap things out and we think the devil is doing a good thing because we don't look at the ultimate method and the, the madness and the insanity of what he's doing. And we were deceived. But, the, but when Jesus Christ brings something, it's truth. It's really the genuine, and it brings peace. It brings love. It brings hope. It brings healing. And even in these last days, you know, it's it's very. There's no discernment, and because there's no discernment, what there's no what is discernment? What is divination? There's no discernment about the divination that's going on out there. What is what is discernment? What is divination? Well, here's here's. A part of the divination, anyway, in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirteen, talking about there are those that Paul says there are those that the false ones that are trying to make a make themselves as credible as we are. Yeah, right. So, so this Coming is it. One of the things too and about uh, false prophets is they want to get 
credibility and endorsement by the true men and women of God. Sure. That makes so they can get genuine. in and do yep. their damage. So he says in Second Corinthians 11, 13 through uh, 15, for such are false apostles, false apostles, false sent ones. Right? Wannabes, liars. Wannabes, deceivers. liars, deceitful workers, mm-hmm. transforming themselves. Making themselves look like. Into apostles of Christ. Mm-hmm. They stand next they to They transform what? Themselves. Actually, they're being transformed by the demons they're mm-hmm. yielding to. Mm-hmm. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into, into an, an angel of light. Stop right there for a second. Angel. Most of us think of the devil as evil, scary, pitchfork and horns. horns. You know, real, you know, scary that way. But that's not the main presentation of the devil. He comes as an angel of light. He comes looking good. He comes handsome, well dressed, seductive, seduce, you know, seducing, charismatic. He comes opposite. He, you know, you know, if if the devil showed up with a pitchfork and scary horns and what, you go, you would oh. know that's the devil. Yeah. But when the devil really wants to deceive you, he's going to come looking like a nice guy, like a prophet, like a like someone who's who's sensitive to your needs, someone right. who wants to be your savior, someone who wants to bring a solution to you, and that's exa- so he wants to look like Jesus. He really is the antichrist. So he's going to be coming disguised as Christ be, to beguile and bewitch those who are hungry for Christ. So that the antichrist spirit is anything that comes guised or disguised as Christ to destroy the work of Christ. That's the definition of an antichrist. Yeah, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus warned, beware of uh, false prophets that come, what, they're coming looking like Angel. sheep. Yeah, wolves in sheep's clothing. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. So clothing. Yeah. You know, he says they appear to be sheep, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. They're out to get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 15 of Second Corinthians 11. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, mm-hmm. whose end will be according to their works. And Paul says in Acts kind of the same exact thing. He says, therefore, take heed in Acts 20, 28. Therefore, take heed. Um, to yourselves. That's what we need to do. Take heed. Don't believe everything. Don't swallow everything. Don't bite every hook. And to the, all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, you're, you're supposed to protect the flock, watch over them, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. He says, for I know that after my departure, this is Paul talking, savage wolves will come in among you that and not sparing the flock. And from among yourselves, men will also rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. So even from the midst, in the midst of you, think you peep your, your own people, people you trusted, people you followed, people you thought were good and genuine. All of a sudden, what's happening, they're rising up with another doctrine. They're rising up to take a, make the church split. They're rising up to, you know, to, to take off, uh, pull away, from the, the, the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're making another requirement. They're making another stipulation. They're making it harder. They're, they're getting pull, pulling you into legalism and law and anxiety because legalism, law, perfection, and performance create anxiety. And most people are super anxious about their walk with God. Am I good enough? Is God mad at me? They don't trust God because they believe lies about God too. They believe that God is, is unhappy. You got to make him happy. He's, he's hard to please. 
And if you break the law, you're in trouble with God and all those bad things that are happening to you is because God's mad at you. And that's not true. All those bad things are happening to you because you were caught up in believing lies and believing that you didn't deserve good things and believing God is mad at you. So Satan says, well, okay, then he doesn't believe God's good. So let's take away the blessings. And that's exactly how Satan, re, uh, he, he reinforces his redefining of you. It's, it's through reinforcements, through punishments and rewards. So he's pushing us psychologically into a position further and further away from God. And so we're believing uh, that God doesn't love us, that God's not there for us, that God doesn't hear us, that, you know, and, and once you are estranged from the goodness of God, you've got no anchor. You, you're on your own. And so the big deal is to get us to believe lies about God and about ourselves. Yeah, and, you know, in Acts uh, twenty thirty, he says, also from among yourselves, as you referred to earlier, mm-hmm. Marjorie, men will rise up speaking perverse things. Mm-hmm. speaking what misleading things <clears throat> excuse me yeah deceiving to things. draw away disciples after themselves they're not there to equip and bless uh, followers and of Jesus mm-hmm. they're there they're there to get people they're get there to get a what do you call it uh, their own groupie well their they're own following group, their yeah to, to draw away build disciples their own following build their own fan club mm-hmm. and Paul talked about, you know, people got confused because in the Corinthian church, some said, I am Apollos, I am a Paul, Peter, I am a Christ, I'm a Paul. So they were all confused. getting getting divided. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, this is not the intent. All these ministers are, are, are servants by whom you believe. You know, and that's another word that Satan is using against us is the word unit, unity. He's trying to get us mm. to think that we have to all say, think, feel the same thing to be united so that we're strong and have one front. But the, the unity is, 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 is a mixture of false doctrine, doctrines of demons, and we're, we're just embracing. It's like, you know, it's like I've got a nice cooked, a nice stew, and I'm going to throw in a bunch of rocks or a bunch of um, poisonous uh, hemlock or something. So, so something in there that's poisonous. Now I've got this mixture of good and bad, and we're expecting if you really love me, you'll eat my stew. And you're actually this is not unity. This is folly because we're not spitting out the bones. We're we're being subject to uh, the error that pollutes and and destroys everything. So again, in Second Thessalonians, we have a serious. The situation coming in where, where Paul is actually talking in chapter two uh, about the coming of the Lord. And that's where we're kind of approaching that time. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, and our gathering together with him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter. So he's saying there's people who are writing letters, preaching, going on the internet, uh, podcasting, using another spirit, a different spirit to bring forth the vision. And the unity we have is the, is when we're united in the mind of Christ. That's where our unity comes from, having the same mind, having the, the, the uh, attitude um, and the motivation of the love of God. But anyway, so the spirits are going to come, bring letters, bring words, bring podcasts, bring, you know, Instagrams, whatever they're going to do. Paul didn't know about all that, but I'm sure he can understand it now. Uh, as though the day of the Lord had already come. So they're trying to provoke them and frighten them to think they missed the rapture, they missed the coming of the Lord. He said, let no one deceive you by any means. Here we go, deception again. The, the, the telltale, most telling sign of the end times is the ramped up 
uh, division and, and deception that's going on. He says, let no one deceive you for that by any means. For that day, capital D, will not come unless the falling away comes first. The people get disgruntled, give up on God, get mad, go away. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. That's a specific person, son of perdition. He's a specific character, individual, uh, that or entity or both, that's going to show up on the scene, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Now, we've had many antichrists showing up from time to time. So we say, well, yeah, right, we've heard all that before. But there is still one to come above. He exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. Now, there has to be some temple he can sit in. And I think we have, we're getting that temple ready to be built. The temple is not yet built, but the temple is being built as, as we speak with various items and articles that are being gathered for it. He says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things and now you know what is restraining, you know, you don't have to think and wonder, you know, what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own times. There's something that's causing this revelation of the Antichrist, the son of perdition, to be held back. He's not completely uh, exposed yet. He's not completely revealed yet. And he said, Paul says, you know what is restraining him that he might be revealed in his his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is at work already. You know, only he, capital H, he, who now restrains will do so until he, capital H, is taken out of the way. So he's got to be referring to a member of the Godhead we would call the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in the world, in us, restraining, holding back the evil, not allowing Satan to have his full way in what he's planning to do. And so he's restraining, holding it back until, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but it's it's there. We can see the deception, the divination, the false prophecy, angels of light. We can see all that stuff on the scene. But he says, when he is taken out of the way, so until he is taken out of the way, and then when he's taken out of the way, the lawless one will be revealed from wh- with whom the, whom the Lord will conti- consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. But before that happens, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, the doctrines of demons, seducing spirits, people who practice sorcery, people who make a way for the devil, who, who create and a numbness and uh, they they I don't know what create they, a, a stupor. Uh, there you go. That's the word. Yeah. Well, the working of Satan with all so Satan is going to come with all power, signs and lying wonders. He's going to be able to call fire down from heaven. He's going to go. You're going to do the wow, and this must be him, and all unrighteous deception among those who perish. You know, those people are going to fall for him because why? The ones who are going to fall for him are the ones who did not receive the love of the truth and, and, and that they might be saved. They were they were the ones who were drawn away, uh, mm-hmm. mesmerized, stupefied, um, you know, looking for, th- bit the hook of deception. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Why in the world would God do that? Because he has to. Why does he have to? God doesn't have to do anything. Yes, he does. He has to keep the rule. The rule says, whom we yield ourselves servant to obey, that's who slavery we become. If we choose witchcraft and we choose the lies and the error and the false doctrines and the doctrines of demons and we we eat up that and we love that and promote that and, and practice that and all the things that we're being, that are being crammed down our throats and being, exp- ex- the divination, the things that are bad are looking good, presented as good, the things that are good are being uh, cast away as bad. 
all of this mess going on. For this reason, God is going to send the delusion to those who refuse the love of the truth. That doesn't mean that God didn't try to get you to believe the truth and give it to you. It was there, but you rejected it. And God will send this delusion that they should believe a lie, that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This is why it's so important to believe the truth. If you don't grasp the truth, let the truth grasp you. If you don't accept the truth of God, which is the word of Jesus Christ, the word of uh, rightly divided, you are going to be uh, a candidate for being cast away, deceived, drawn off by Satan, tricked by his lies and signs and lying wonders and fire from heaven and false miracles and all kinds of other things because we don't discern because we have no because the spirit of, dis, of deception is is all around us and discerning of spirits is is kicked to the side lord we just thank you for your word your word is clear lord it's gotten muddled by many too many translations and paraphrases and everything but your word is truth Lord, I pray that our hearts will be filled with your word, that we will know your word, that we will truly know you. And we reject every false gospel, every twisted form, every false prophet, every false prophecy, every false sign and wonder. Mm -hmm. We reject that in the name of Jesus. Give us discernment. Wake us up Mm -hmm. that we won't judge by our minds or our feelings, you know, by our souls, but we will judge by the Spirit, by the Word of God, mm-hmm. that we will be discerning, Lord, that we'll have our radar on, that we will sniff out things that are false and reject those and embrace the truth that will set us free. Help us in these days to be wise, to be discerning, to be gracious, but to be to stand for truth Yes, Lord. And, and follow only those who are embracing the truth, that we will follow you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Clear our minds from the clutters of religion and, and this person and that person that's saying this and saying that. Clear our minds from this, that we will know the truth and the truth that will give us the freedom that and we need. And set Lord. us free, amen. Father God, let your Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit so we can know this and that we can walk in the truth of what you've given us and what we know, Father, amen. We also invite you on the um, 28th of October, we're going to be doing another conference called Bewitched, and that's going to be in New Hope, Minnesota. You can check our website for details. Uh, It's off Bass Lake Road. It's the place we usually have our conferences, and we go from 10 to 3. And so again, that's free, open to the public. Um, Just know that you have an opportunity there to uh, be instructed and encouraged. And also, just check out our website, liferecovery.com. There's so many items there. Um, Why Can't I Concentrate is one of the MP3s, which has to do with deception and, and um, um, why am I still, why are bad things still happening to me? It has to do with generational curses. And also um, the books, uh, you know, Taking the Devil to Court, which is a primer in this area of spiritual warfare. So again, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. And be encouraged in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I have an emergency. What is your location?
because there's a war for your soul.